Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We have been receiving instruction from Jesus on loving. This instruction is part of the larger teaching concerning the kingdom of God. We have learned that God values individuals and their circumstances differently than the world does. We have also learned that God commands us to love differently than the world loves. To embrace these truths requires a change that results in right spiritual understanding. That comes only through faith in Jesus. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus gives the reasoning behind his unusual commands on loving enemies. So let's open our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 6, and study, Live as Children of the Most High. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father, help us to recognize and to understand that your ways are not our ways. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Your ways are mysterious. They're perplexing to us, especially those who have not trusted in Christ. But for those of us who have trusted in Christ, who have received and believed the gospel message by faith, Father, you have given us understanding. You've given us the capacity to spiritually discern the truth. We thank you that we can know this truth and the truth will set us free, free from sin, free from the world, free from all the mental and emotional baggage that this world lays upon us. Father, we thank you for your revelation of yourself and your truth. And we thank you, Father, that you have opened our hearts and lives and enabled us, Father, to comprehend and receive these instructions. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we have been receiving these instructions on loving our enemies, living in the kingdom, no doubt there are questions. At least if you're human and you struggle with the concept, the idea, or practically loving your enemies, there ought to be questions. Why are we supposed to do this? Why do we have to love people who do not love us? Why do we need to treat them well if they don't treat us well? Why should we give kindness and mercy to those who do not extend kindness and mercy to us? There is something within our hearts, at least many of our hearts, that says an eye for an eye. You mistreat me, it's coming back. You cut me off, I'm going to cut you off. That's the way the human heart is. It's selfish and it's sinful. Even when we know the truth and we understand that it is sinful and we're not to live that way, we may still struggle with why it's so critical for us to love our enemies, not just to accept them or to ignore them, but to love them. We see Jesus' reasoning and explanations in verse 32 and following. He says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. Did you notice that word? Three times it's used. Verse 32, verse 33, verse 34. 
we need to understand the significance of the word credit. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? God credits our righteous behavior. He credits it to our account. God expects us to live like Jesus. He expects us to live the new life that we receive in Jesus Christ and to live it out in this world where it's not well-received, where it's not popular. When we do what we're supposed to do in the face of what's difficult, it is credited to us. We're not supposed to be like the world who loves those who love them and who does evil to those who do evil to them. Rather, we're to be like Jesus. We're to be silent in suffering. We're to forgive those who know not what they do. We are to offer mercy and grace to individuals who are not worthy of it. And when we do these things, when we live like Jesus, when we embrace the spiritual truths of God's kingdom, it is credited to us. God notices it. And he doesn't just notice it while we're here on earth. He credits us in eternity. If you love those who do not love you, you will be credited. If you do good to those who do not do good to you, you will be credited. Because sinners do not do that. Did you notice that? Sinners do not do that. It is a sin to love only those who love you. It is a sin to do good to those who do good to you only. We are not to be sinners. We have been saved by grace out of sin. Why would we continue to remain in sin? Our chains have fallen off. Why would we continue to be chained to the world, to carnality, and to sinfulness? We have come to know the truth in Jesus Christ through faith in the glorious gospel, and the truth has set us free from the sin, the bondage, the chains of our past. We are now free to live the righteousness of Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit in this world. We need to know we have been changed, so we are supposed to live as changed individuals. Verse 35 says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Now that last part's a challenge for a lot of people. Christians struggle with the love of material things and the love of possessions and the love of money. I have heard many individuals complain about lending a tool or lending some money to someone and not getting anything back. It eats away at a lot of individuals. We are to lend expecting nothing in return. If you don't expect what you lend to come back, you're not going to be disappointed and your relationship is not going to be marred by that. God says your reward will be great. If you love your enemies and do good and lend and expect nothing in return, your reward, what is credited to you, will be great. Now, before we go any further, I have talked to many individuals over my life in the ministry who are not really interested in a reward. If they can just get into heaven as though through fire from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, they're happy. They don't need to build in this world with gold, silver, precious stone. They're content to build with wood, hay, and stubble. That attitude reflects a very, very deficient spiritual understanding. 
It may even reflect that you're not Christian at all. How can we love God, who has, by his grace and mercy, extended so much to us in Jesus Christ and his Spirit, who has worked to take us out of sin and bring us to the faith, how can we treat him so lackadaisical? How can we treat him so flippantly? What we're really saying in that situation is, hey, I'm content at barely being saved. I don't care about sin. I don't care about carnality. I don't want to work at this at all. In other words, I'm not really interested in following Jesus. That's wrong. It's dangerously wrong. And we need to acknowledge that. When we do what God says, there is a benefit. There is a credit. There is a great reward. But verse 35 doesn't stop with, and your reward will be great. It continues on to, and you will be sons of the Most High. You see, when we live like Christ, we are brothers with Christ, and we are children of the Most High God. We are to live like our Father, the King, and the Judge expects us to live, commands us to live, and has empowered us through His Spirit to live. Again, we know the truth, and the truth has set us free. The end of verse 35 says, For he himself, God himself, is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Do not miss that. We're being told about our Heavenly Father. He is kind to ungrateful and evil men. God shows mercy and grace to sinners all the time. The very fact that the world continues to move and that sinners continue to be born live their lives, and die is an act of his mercy and grace. A lot of lost people seem to be very happy or very content. They seem to be getting along just fine without God. That's God's mercy. Now, that won't remain. There are consequences to their sin in this life and the life to come. They're deluded, disillusioned, in darkness, dead to God. But God's mercy allows the sun to shine on the just and the unjust, the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Verse 36, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Withhold from people the harshness that they deserve. Be merciful. Treat them well, even though they don't deserve it, because our Father is merciful. We must desire to be like the Father. That drives our desire to know him, to hear his word, to grow in Christ. It drives the need within us to walk in the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Our knowledge of the Father results in a love for the Father, and that love for the Father motivates us in gratitude for our salvation to honor and glorify through holy living. This is important. We need to understand and embrace it day by day. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. These few words that we read today, each day, speak volumes concerning you and your will for our lives, and what you have done to establish your will in our lives. And we know that eventually all the evil in this world is going to be judged. You have told us that we are not to be deceived, that you are not mocked. Men will reap what they sow. Vengeance is yours. You will repay. These are your promises. We even see in the book of Revelation the souls under the altar crying out, How long, O Lord, until you avenge us? Father, we know that your justice comes swiftly. 
we thank you that we are not receiving the condemnation that we deserve, but rather your justice has been applied to us through Jesus Christ, and we have been forgiven. We have been justified in Christ. We thank you for that mercy. May we extend mercy like that to others. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.